most famous physical therapist on the internet. Hi folks, I'm Bob Schrupp, physical therapist. Brad Heineck, physical therapist. Because we are the most famous physical therapists on the internet. In our opinion, of course, Bob. And today, Brad, we are joined, this is a great honor, by the way, that it we is. were able to pull this guy in. We're joined by Dr. Adrian Lowe. Lowe is Lowe. Uh, high, high low. Yeah. <laughs> and he's a, I'm going to let him tell his background, but he's a, basically a pain expert is what we want to refer to him. Exactly. As well. So thank you very much for coming. No Dr. problem. Lowe, so. Happy to be here. This yeah. is amazing. Nice to meet you guys. <laughs> <laughs> We're done. <laughs> You'll find out it's not as amazing as you think. But, yeah. <laughs> but if you could give us a, a little brief uh, yeah. background. Yeah, I'm from South Africa. I got a funny accent. Um, I was trained as a physical therapist, came to America, um, land of opportunity, and uh, you know, I started treating patients with traditional therapy and um, for some reason started seeing more complicated people and the stuff that worked yesterday doesn't work anymore. And then I needed to find something else. And I found this incredible thing called pain. Well, it's called pain neuroscience to be, to be true. And um, it just took me on this incredible journey. The more I learned about pain, the more intriguing it became. And um, challenging patients became less challenging it doesn't make it easy not even close but um here i am and then decided i like it so much let's study it and so uh where did you get your phd from in south africa in south yeah, africa yeah. did the research here in america but run through university in south africa and yeah. dr Lowe, he, he studied under some of the most famous physical therapists mm. the real famous uh, the <laughs> yeah. most uh, uh some of the most intelligent probably physical <laughs> therapists in the world right and uh you won't know their names but you know yeah. just to be assured that that's true. And, and look at the literature he's published. All right. Well, you've got to give a, you know, look at the books here. It, it makes us think that we haven't been doing enough with our life here. But uh, <laughs> that's a, a little bit of an offering of some of his books. And we'll mention some of his other books here, too. In fact, uh, this one, oh, where's the one, Why Do We Hurt? Is that one over there? That one's probably over there. Or yep. Why Do You Hurt? Do you want me to? Yeah. There. Don't don't get me, but Mike. <laughs> we're, we're well it's organized. Cover, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, that, that's one. kind of the topic of this <laughs> this particular video today. Why do I hurt? So th this is one of your more your popular books. Right? Yeah, it, it uh, is. Yeah. So, well, I thought what we do is we want to give it. You know, this is about all about our subscribers. Yep. So we want to make sure that it's it's you know we're doing them benefit. So let's take if you could give maybe the, the uh, kind of a case study here of an average patient that you're that you see. And and how you go about treating them, yeah. basically. Well, <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, that's fine. I, you know what? Um, there's there's a story we hear commonly in every clinic. Uh, you guys have heard it too, right? I mean, no disrespect, but people in chronic pain, when they come to us, um, you know, there's a classic story, where do you hurt? And we hear everywhere. Uh, mm -hmm. What makes you better? Nothing. Uh, what makes you worse? Everything, right? And and I make no, no, this is, this is a challenge we face. That little song, as I call it, there's not a country in the world we cannot sing that. It, it's a global problem. And so when people come to us, they've been everywhere. They don't know what to do. And the problem is also, we don't understand pain well enough. And so one of the fundamental things we ask patients often, you know, I will ask him, what do you think is going on with you? That, that's my number one question. Whenever I talk to students, I say, I love that question because it tells me what they're thinking. And the patient can answer me from here to there. 
they can say, well, didn't you read my report? I have a bulging disc. So they just told me what they're thinking. And I can talk about that intelligently because you and I and Brad, we all know what the current literature says. But then on the flip side, they can say, I have no idea. That's why I'm here, which is so neat because it is an open script, right? Sure. And, and you know, after the evaluation, getting to know the patient, I'll often ask him, has anybody explained to you why it hurt? And it still shocks me that 99% say nobody's ever explained to me. And so in this case, what basically works is we've taken the most advanced science on the planet that we know of, and we put them in stories. Um, human beings learn through stories, metaphors. Exactly. I, mean, you I guys agree 100%. Can you remember what you were taught about um, history in third grade? Or well, if it's in a story form, probably so. Yeah, you exactly. Know, you know, right, you, right. We don't remember facts. Right. But do you remember the story of the tortoise and the hare? Oh, sure. Yes. Do you? It's a story. Exactly. So what we've done is we've taken the most advanced neuroscience and put them in stories. Simple, easy stories. We then tell a patient the story, which I'll tell you one in a minute. And what we have found out from some amazing research is people's lives are better for it. They understand what's going on. They know what they can do. And so the most common... By purely by the education itself. By is, the education. Is, is, but is. what's important is we need to understand you're not going to explain pain out of people. Pain is complex. It's very real. And people have true... But what it makes them... It makes them calm down. They have less fear. They're more likely to move. And what makes them better is movement. I think there's a, there's a misconception. These books and everything is... We don't explain pain out of people. We just make them understand their pain, which makes them less fearful, which makes them move. Which relates to the back to the point that you made when it first come in, you ask them what is causing your pain. They don't know. Yeah. And so by not knowing, they're more stressed out. Absolutely. I mean, it's, 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 it's a, a part of the anxiety that goes along with it that, I, you know, what is, what is it? Is it something very serious, which you usually Correct. think it is? And it may not be. Um, yeah. It doesn't equate with injury. Or, or I think, you know, I can something I personally can relate to is I have a condition called spondylolisthesis. Yeah, he's got it right. He got it right. He got a lot. So, what a you know, with a name like that, a diagnosis like that, the average person who really doesn't really know what it is, it's very frightening. Yes, it's like, it is. I'm not going to be able to, you know, run again. Yeah, my I'm not life is over. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to have to be still. Um, and so when I do videos on it, yeah. I, I let them know what I'm doing or where, I, where I've come from. Absolutely. And hopefully that to get that brick wall, that diagnosis out of the way. And I think yeah. that happens with just even simple arthritis. Someone will come and say, I've got arthritis in Absolutely. my muscles, uh, uh, you know, which yeah. you can't get arthritis in your muscles. You know, it's in the joint. And I try to explain yeah. that. So this is going to be helpful for me to <laughs> hopefully relate. To, can you mention the, the I'm sorry to cut you off, Brad. Yeah. Can you mention the study that they talk about the brain scan showing yes. before and after? Oh, yes. Yeah, we have done some studies, and uh, they're a little bit technical, but when you scan somebody's brain during something painful, they move their back, the brain lights up. It uses more sugar, more 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 oxygen, and that's what those blobs are. And when, what we found out is if we teach you about pain, the, the brain really dampens down. Very similar, if not more, than what we can do with medicine right now, which is really powerful. And that then reduces that threat value, and the brain goes, it must be okay. The guy with the funny accent explained it to me. Sure. Yeah, and, so no, I should that's move. true. And it's, it's important because the movement part, but, you know, Brad, you mentioned arthritis. I, I live in Iowa, and I ask my farmers every day, John Deere overalls, John Deere hat, you know, what do you think is going on with your back? I got arthritis. What they basically told me is because I'm old, I must hurt. Yes, They exactly. tie them together. And we know it's not true because if arthritis and back pain was the same thing, then only old people should hurt. Then why do 50% of school kids have back pain? They're not the same thing. Sure. Mm -hmm. And so when we show somebody that as you get older, there's more arthritis, or as we call it, wrinkles on the inside, right? You just yeah. have more wrinkles on the inside. Exactly. Mm -hmm. um, but back pain, your therapist, we know peak at age 35, 45, 50. 
I show it to patients, I draw it for them, they go, wow, so just because I'm getting old doesn't mean I have to hurt. Exactly. Let's get on the bike. We can change movement, but we cannot change aging. But aging and pain is two different things. We have a lot of research show that people that are older hurt because they're not moving, not because they're old. It, it, it's, a, it's a fallacy. And so, so an example would be, again, like I said, we talk to people and explain. Then they may turn to me and say, but, but, but why do I hurt? And that's kind of what we get to, right? So we use an analogy. The analogy we use is a sensitive alarm system. You guys, you have a house, you have a house. Yeah. The, the, you guys are so popular. It's probably gated communities <laughs> and all that, right? You guys are the man. It's and a so... double wide trailer. Is what it is. <laughs> so you get du- at least doubles. So yeah, that's right. We just got the double. <laughs> but, so we tell people, right, at your house is an alarm, right? And so um, we, t- we use an analogy. Everybody's familiar with an alarm. So I would simply sit with people and ask them, you know, if you step in a nail, do you want to know about it? So what do you guys think? If you step in a nail, do you want to know Absolutely, you want to know about it. Why? Because it could get infected. It exactly, could, yeah, right? right? Especially I've, if it's rusty. Exactly. Right. A rusted nail especially. So guess what? I've never had somebody say no. Why? Because our patients are smarter than we think. They'll say no. And I'll ask them why. I say, well, I can get an infection. So how do you know there's a nail in your foot? Well, you don't have eyeballs at the bottom of your foot, right? So we have an alarm system. Our body's nervous system works like an alarm system. That's the metaphor. And people understand an alarm system. If you step in a nail, the alarm system ramps up in the foot, fires a message to the spinal cord, to the brain saying, ding, 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 there's a nail in the foot. Mm-hmm. And all I do is I turn to the patient and say, does it make sense? And again, most people say, that makes total sense. Now, the, you know what the real patient says? What does this have to do with my back? Sure. And then you sit there and go, yes, why? They ask the right question. Sure. Well, Frank, guess what? You were in the backyard raking the leaves. You felt a pop in your back. What happened? The alarm went off. How do I know it? You went to the emergency room. Nobody goes to the emergency room saying, I feel great. So something trips your alarm. And I'm not making fun, but it's kind of that, wow, okay, this makes sense. And they say, what should happen is we pull the nail out. The alarm system calms down, right? You guys have stepped in a nail or a thumbtack? Sure. Yep. When you pull it out, did the alarm just go away? It, well, it starts to calm down. It lingers. Yeah, it lingers it kind of a little bit. lingers a little bit. Right. Well, but what happens is, Frank, if we pull the nail out, the alarm calms down. We put a, we put a bandage on. Uh, we get a tetanus shot, and life is good. By the way, we learned something today. Don't walk barefoot around nails. Pain isn't a bad thing. Without pain, we'd be dead. Right. It teaches us sharp is bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, people who cannot feel pain are in trouble. They're right. in serious right. trouble. Look at right. our diabetic patients, right? Right. They, they, we have to yeah, watch. Anomalous, they have to watch their feet, take Absolutely. care of their feet. So, Absolutely. So the, here's the crux of the matter. All of us have an alarm system. It ramps up and says, ding, 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 you stepped in an L. Ding, ding, ding. You, have a, you hurt your back. You have spondylolisthesis. Um, <laughs> you, hurt your, you hurt your leg. You just broke your leg, right? It tells us, go get some help. We take care of the problem. We have surgery. We get some help. We get some therapy. And the alarm goes on and, hey, we're good. You have had that happened to you. You have. All of us have. Right. Even Mike, the guy behind the That's camera right. had it, right? <laughs> it happens to all of us. What a beautiful system. But here's the problem. In about one in four people, something trips the alarm. Ding, ding, ding. Go get some help. Go see Brad, right? Go, go, go get some help. But then we do something, but the alarm never calms down. Ah. And that's what we call a sensitive alarm system. Now, we got fancy medical terms for it, but it doesn't matter. Your alarm system stays sensitive. And you know what? In all the years we've done this, in all our research, in the thousands of patients we've seen, I've only had three questions. How do you know this? Doctor drives a Jaguar. What do you drive? Right? It's kind of that old, you're only a therapist. And I understand that part. Sure. And, and, and by the way, this story is just very simply, they really want to be validated. How do you know this? Number two, they want to know, why did it stay up? My neighbor had the same thing, but she's fine. Yeah, why am I different? Why, yeah, why am I different? Yeah, and then the last thing is, out? what do I do about it? And that's number one, by the way. And if they ever ask you, what do I do about it? That's the right question. How do we dampen this system down? So very simply, how do you know it? Um, we can see it by a test. You can barely move the arm. You can barely touch your back. You told me 
you used to could, as we call it. Before your pain, you could run five miles, now you can barely walk a half a mile. You used to be able to sit for an hour, now I can sit for five minutes. Your tolerances are off. Oh, and many patients get that aha moment. Why did it stay up there? We talk about all the stresses and stuff in life. So I will tell them, for example, if you have pain and you could see three physical therapists, two doctors, two chiropractors, a podiatrist, or whatever, it's not getting better. Will your alarm calm down? Never had a patient say yes. They're smarter than that. They say no, it'll say up. Exactly. It might even go higher exactly. because they're, every time they meet someone that can't help them, it goes into their mind exactly. that I, I really got something serious. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. And then you get failed treatments with this and right. it works for a little bit. And then, by the way, now there's rumors about layoff at the office. And because I missed a lot of time to go see Brad yep. and Bob, I will be the first one that's going to – all of this runs to keep the system elevated. Yep. And then finally, what do we do to turn it down? And this is the coolest part. There are so many things. Um, so we have now figured there's about 22 things you and I and Brad do every day in therapy that actually turns the brain's own medicine on. We're talking about exercise. We're talking about um, Pilates. We're talking about relaxation. Um, we're talking about um, um, mindfulness. We're talking about sleep hygiene, nutrition. You guys have talked about nutrition. I've watched your videos. There's so many cool things we can do non-pharmacologically. I mean, I think every listener, you, all of us in America are now aware that drugs are good, but there's some some of them that are very bad things doing, that's right. doing for people. Exactly. And so can we get the healthy side going? And that's kind of the idea. Simple story. This is our highest ranked stories where patients go, wow, I got it. So what you're telling me is that the reason I'm still hurting is not because the ankle is still bad or the, we, we're moving people away from their tissues. But remember, all we can do is it's only because we've done due diligence and examined somebody very carefully. And I want to make list, sure the tissues are healed. Exactly. And right. so a lot of people have, have blamed us and say, oh, all you do is talk to people about pain. 90% of our patients literally cry after the examination. And I'll ask him what's going on. They say, that's the most thorough medical exam I've had in 10 years. One of my students, I figure out the thing that makes this work is when people feel they, they're being listened to and they're sure. validated mm. and, they, and you, they trust you. Sure. And so, you know, I think for the clinicians listening even today, it's creating that I'm here. How can I make your life better? It's that connection. And they say, let's, let's, let's teach you a little bit of what's going on. And we've just found that if we teach people this, their lives are better for it. Yeah, I think Dr. Lowe, what he's referring to here I mean, is what happens when someone comes in and with the, those type of symptoms, quite often the, the typical lay person or the typical clinician, clinician is going to go, this is a head case. You know oh, what I mean? There doesn't, no. you know, and that's nothing worse. Oh, oh yeah. Trip the trigger. I there. know I did. Oh, I did. Oh, I did. Oh. And, and, but they do, you know, yeah. they do it. And, and a lot of physicians, they're just like, I'm trying to get this person out of my office yeah. as fast as possible. Oh, and, and, um, they they don't really have an explanation yeah. for them, and they just want to well, send them out the door. I don't want to interrupt. No, you. it's fine. I just had a patient this week, total knee replacement. You know, now they want to do it in one day. So he went in, total knee replacement overnight, and they discharged him the next day. He says, they gave him exercises, but only two or three, and he was feeling, it hurts. I don't know what I'm doing, and it's swelling up, and he was very anxious. He, he was feeling he was pushed through the system sure. and he didn't know what was going on. And, and I, I did, I spent, you know, about an hour and 15 yeah. minutes with him. And by the time he left, I told him the exercise to do. I said, this looks like a normal knee. Your range of motion looks good. He was so relieved. Yep. He left and we're going to see him three times a week to get his range better and decrease as yeah. things improve. I mean, just the, the psychological levels. aspect right. of it. I didn't yeah. do anything to his knee except right. to move it a little bit, looked at his walking, make sure he's safe. You, you but did, I just did more than you think you did. Trust yeah. me, we can prove that. Yeah. I, I, I have to do this. I'm sorry, you guys have a major following, but all pain is real. We have never scanned fake pain. 
Oh, I agree. And, with and you I would, 100%. I would highly recommend if you're a patient listening to this, and if somebody ever excuse, accuses you of that, fire that healthcare provider. They do not <laughs> deserve to see you. And for the healthcare providers, just because somebody tells you something that it doesn't make sense doesn't mean it's not real. It just means we haven't studied it yet. That's exactly not right. even close. Sure. And so I will just tell you: the longer I've done this, I'm getting older and older. Um, I really revel when somebody walks in and says, "You know, I've been everywhere, everything. Who are you?" Who are you as a person? How can I make your life better? And there's so many things we can do, even just listening to our patients. Most powerful words ever studied in medicine. You're going to be okay. Yeah. How cool is that? And, and again, it's so sad. I was, doing, I was doing a class last week for phys physician assistants. And in their practice act, they're not allowed to tell people you're going to be okay because it gives them false hope. Oh, my god! I, I hope you give me false hope. Oh, yeah, right. I'd rather be that guy like... Brad be, said, I'm going to be okay. I want to be the Bob optimist. said, I'm going to be okay. But um, I, I think this is so neat. As our words matter, our patients matter. All pain is real. We've never scanned fake pain. You know, stuff like pain that spreads in the body. We now know why it happens. The thing that drove me nuts when patients came in, you know, what, brings, what makes your pain worse when it's cold out? I had no idea what to do with them. I didn't know which muscle that was, which joint is that. <laughs> but now I know there are some really amazing receptors in the human body that tells us, hey, it's getting cold in Minnesota. Put on a sweater. And if they become a little overabundant, we get sensitive to cold. Wow. And we have found out if I tell that to grandma, she's going to go, I'm going to be okay. How cool is that? And so, I, I, you know, one of the reasons I wanted to be here is because I need people in pain to understand we're here. We're here to help. And if somebody is not helping you, fire them. They don't deserve you. You're, you, you. This is your pain. As my mentor, David Butler, told me years ago, Tell patients that you own your pain, not somebody else. You make the best decisions. And so I hope the healthcare providers today, if there's one thing you can do, it's cheap, it's free, by the way, listen. Just listen. Be there. I have no problem telling a patient, you know, that's, I, I don't know what to do with, the, with this today, but let me think about it. But tell me your story. Get to know them. There's so much about reassurance. Reassurance is analgesic. And sure. Anyway, we've, we've studied. I'm getting things. tingling up and down my spine. Just like, I'm seriously, I want to give him a standing ovation, but I'll go out of camera to, to do so. But that is just awesome. I, I think that's just awesome. Advice. I think we're going to cut this video off at this point. Now sure, we're going to sure. be doing two more. So if you're watching this one, look for the next one because we'll try to continue some of the discussion at that point. Now, as far as the information we covered here, yeah, are one of the books kind of review this, or is this kind of yeah. a I think the Why Do I Hurt book covers... Yeah, the Why Do I Hurt book is the most common one. That's yeah. Most people, it talks about how pain works. And for therapists yeah. and clinicians, I you, you might consider this book, Integrating Manual Therapy and Pain Neuroscience. But in addition, there are classes that are given, correct? Yeah, we, so one of our jobs is we want to train the next generation. We want to train the most compassionate, empathetic, well-trained people on the planet. So seminars all over. We're teaching yeah, evidence in motion. Evidence in motion, if they just look us up, and so that's what we're doing. Google yeah. evidence in motion, and uh, I'm sure your name will come up. It's somewhere on there, yeah. So, okay. <laughs> well, thank you again, doctor, for coming you, oh, in you, very uh, much. Just Adrian. Just I'm just Adrian. Uh, Adrian, yeah. <laughs> fantastic job. So we'll have another one. Check us out.